It was the summer of 1980. I was 13 years old, and it was the hungriest I had ever, ever been in my entire life. Hey, welcome back to Live, Build, Change. My name is Kerry Green. I'm a retired pastor who is working hard to encourage believers in Christ to live your faith in an authentic, genuine way. That's not about going to church or religious stuff or reading your Bible, though all of those things have their place. It's about authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, where you really know him and he really abides and lives in you. And then to build a business, either side income on a part-time basis or a full-time business so that you can integrate those two, that authentic faith and that new business to truly change the world through what the two can provide together. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. I started the episode by telling you about the summer of 1980 when I was 13 years old. Seriously, it was the hungriest I'd ever been in my life, and I'm talking about physical physical hunger. You see, I was in the middle of what is known as my ordeal. It's an initiation exercise to gain entrance into a special group within the Boy Scouts of America, known as the Order of the Arrow. There were a group of about 25 of us, and we were all invited to participate, and it was an honor. I was glad to be there. You were appointed by your scout masters, the leaders of your troop. That's the only way that you could be brought into this special group. But it was difficult for a 13-year-old because we had to, first of all, spend the weekend working at the Boy Scout camp. We had to remain silent the entire time. We had to sleep by ourselves out in the woods with no tent or sleeping bag. We could not eat any food for two whole days. And that makes sense why I was so hungry, right? And you may think this is kind of weird. Well, maybe you could consider it an early testosterone-laden initiation, but you can see why I was so hungry. Staying hungry for that weekend impacted my thinking. I mean, of course, I was nowhere near as hungry as many people in the world are this very day. But for a teenager who'd never missed a meal in his life, it was really like I was starving. And though I was plenty busy working at the camp, it only took about 12 hours of not eating for my thoughts to be on one thing only, food. I mean, I wanted to eat. I wanted to eat badly. I couldn't sleep because of the growling in my stomach. I was consumed with the thought of consuming something, (laughs) anything to satisfy that gnawing in my belly. And to make matters worse, the light at the end of the dark hunger tunnel was that we were promised that if we made it to the very end, we were to be given a lavish banquet. That focused my thoughts on food even more. You see, I think this is a good illustration for us of the kinds of things that can happen when we stay hungry. Staying hungry is often a matter of focus. You see, when I hit adulthood, I began to hear the phrase stay hungry in a variety of circles. And because of my Boy Scout ordeal, I had a pretty good idea of what they meant when they said that. You see, hunger drives you. Hunger keeps you focused. 
hunger won't let you rest. So when I heard sports figures or business gurus say that the success that they wanted for people required that they stay hungry, I knew exactly what they were getting at. They meant that you had to set a goal and keep it before you at all times. You had to desire something, one thing, more than you'd ever desired anything else. They meant that you had to become obsessed with that one thing. So, as Christ followers, how does this idea apply to us? How should we, Christian business people, stay hungry? I mean, everything that we've talked about or thought about so far is great advice if you are your own man or woman. You know, if you call the shots in your life, if you don't answer to anyone else. But those are not descriptions that fit a Christian. You see, we have a Lord, Jesus Christ, and he's made claims on our lives, yet he still wants us to stay hungry in certain ways. How? Well, Matthew 6, 5 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. You see, it doesn't really matter what your lot in life is, whether you're a business owner, a homemaker, you're digging trenches, you're a plumber, it doesn't really matter. You have the same calling as every other Christ follower. You are to stay hungry for righteousness. Nothing can take the place of that desire. Nothing should ever outshadow it. It's difficult to be that kind of hungry in business because there are so many other things to be hungry for. So many other things that vie for that place of obsessive attention. I mean, there's success. There's fame, there's notoriety, there's the money, there's growth, there's reputation, a greater market share, and the list goes on. So what do you do? How do you maintain hunger in that sort of a situation where you need to maintain hunger for righteousness in the midst of so many competing options? Well, I'm here to tell you it's not easy, but it begins at the beginning of every single day. You've got to get hungry in the morning. You see, the morning is vital to your day. Even non-Christ-following people know this to be true. There's a post in Lifehacker that I'm going to link to in the show notes here called Do You Have a Morning Ritual? There's another called Five Morning Rituals from Entrepreneur Magazine. They attest to the fact that the morning is so important. And whether you're into morning devotionals or not, You've got to get hungry every morning. Whether you've ever taken to a morning quiet time or daily devotional, that's not the point. The point is that the morning is the time you've got to set your mind and your heart for the day ahead. In the context of what we're talking about, the morning is when you've got to stoke your hunger for righteousness. If you don't do it then, I can guarantee you the competing options that rise up through the busy day of business ahead are going to squelch it altogether. You've got to set aside some time at the beginning of every day to get your head and your heart right, to put yourself in a place where God is able to create the hunger in you that you desperately need. I'd suggest you create some sort of regular methodical routine that you follow consistently. For me, it's what I call my morning mindset reset, which you can read about at a post I'll link to here in the show notes. Whatever it is that you do, you've got to do something. If you don't, you'll become hungry for other things. 
You will, really, believe me. I've seen it too many times in my life and in the lives of those I've coached or counseled. Mourning is good. Right? We've already established that, but it's not enough. It can't be your soul time where you stoke your spiritual hunger. You've got to carry it with you throughout the day. And this is where it has to get practical. You've got to resort to some small, simple things to remind you to say a quick prayer, open the scriptures for a quick bite of spiritual food, or take a deep breath as you rely intentionally on the Spirit of God in a difficult situation. You see, if you're going to survive, you have to find practical ways to stay hungry throughout the day. Let me give you some suggestions. Maybe you need to carry three by five cards in your pocket with pertinent verses or quotes to inspire you. Maybe you need sticky notes on the dash of your car or inside your cubicle at work. Maybe you need to put some alarms on your phone to remind you to rest in Christ, to abide in Him, or to say a quick prayer. Maybe you need to use a service like Follow Up Then, which I'll link to in the show notes, to prompt your hunger via email. I mean, do you get the idea? The main point is that you have got to do something to remind yourself to be hungry for righteousness. Can I urge you, please don't take this lightly. You won't like the results that come from being hungry for other things. Because everything else you hunger for will turn to sand in your mouth and sourness in your belly. The result of staying hungry for righteousness is an amazing result. The scripture that I quoted earlier is pretty clear. If we hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus promises we will be satisfied. I mean, his clear implication is that we'll be satisfied with what we're hungering for, righteousness. And brothers and sisters, that is a great deal. It's one that I want in on every single day of my life. It's my prayer that you do too. Yeah, I'm really praying for you as I do these podcasts. To wrap up, I want you to just think about this. I want you to think about this issue of hunger and give it to the Lord anew right now. One of the things that is rising up out of the work I'm doing here with Live Build Change, just through conversations I'm having and opportunities I'm having to connect with other people, is the idea of life and business coaching. And I've had a few sessions with people so far, and man, this is just the thing. This is my, my mojo, if you want to call it that. Man, I just really can tell the Lord is anointing this, and it's going to be a great thing for many people, including me. I'm learning and growing a lot as well. So if you have any kind of interest in life coaching or business coaching, or you're even curious what those things might look like for you, you can go to livebuildchange.com slash coaching and get all the information. I would love to help you live your faith, build your business, and change your world. Hey, God bless you. and Thanks for listening.
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.